Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Rives, and this is episode 28, How to Use Write the Room for Engaged Learning. Young children are little explorers. They love magnifying glasses and binoculars, and they love to touch everything in sight. As we know, this is how young children figure out the world. It's through exploration. And so when we are planning academic activities for young children, we can use this love for exploration into our activities to help make them even more engaging. Years ago, I tried out my own version of Write the Room in my preschool classroom. And if you're not familiar, Write the Room is an activity where you hang a letter, word, or number cards around the room. Then with a clipboard and recording sheet, children hunt the room for that letter, word, or numeral and write it on their recording sheet. It was a well-loved activity by students that were able to easily copy and write letters but not so much a favorite activity of my students that were not yet interested in writing or words. I've always liked the idea of Write the Room because children are up and moving, plus their natural need for exploring leads well to moving throughout the room and looking for letters and words or the like. So when a fellow educator asked me if I had any Write the Room resources, it got me thinking that it was time to take a look at what I did in the past with some fresh eyes. And the fact that years had gone by and I love to continue to learn and grow. So that's when I made some changes and created a resource that would better encourage all learners through curiosity and movement. And I now call it Hunt the Room. But before we dive deeper into Hunt the Room, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Sparkling Mommy for her podcast review. In it, she says, Ashley is warm and inviting in this podcast, and it feels like you're sitting down and having a chat with a fellow teacher who gets it. Oh my goodness. I just thank you so much for this review because it is why I do what I do, because I want to be able to share and just connect with other preschool teachers around the world. So I'd love to hear what you think of the podcast too. So go ahead and drop a review. All right, back to Hunt the Room. So why did I choose Hunt the Room over Write the Room? Well, it's because one of the biggest goals I had when creating this resource was to make it very easy to differentiate. I wanted all students in all stages of learning to enjoy hunting the room. So another goal when creating this resource was to focus only on skills that are end-of-the-year goals for preschoolers. Therefore, no copy the words or words with letter boxes are included. I wanted to make sure that we were honing on on the things that we needed for end of the year and differentiating for all students along the way. So let's go into how to use Hunt the Room. Using Hunt the Room is fairly easy, but I'll share what worked best for us. 
first we decide which skill or skills you want to focus on. And I'll talk more about skills in a moment. But we print them, cut them, and hang the cards around the room. Make sure that you hang them at child height or below so that they can easily see them. Then you decide how you want to use your recording sheet. So you could laminate or we place them in a dry erase sleeve. And then um, you also could make multiple copies if you want it. And then don't forget to put that recording sheet onto a clipboard and add the appropriate writing utensil. So obviously you're going to need some dry erase markers if you're working with laminated or the dry erase sleeves. We found these awesome little ones on Amazon so that they better support the size of their hands. They're about half the size of a normal dry erase marker, which is awesome. Then we take just a little bit of time, and usually I'll just do this at the end of a whole group to introduce this new activity and show them how it's done. So I usually put our recording sheets and our dry erase markers and our erasers in the writing center. So I show them how they can go to the writing center, choose a recording sheet, and show them how to go around the room to find the items on the recording sheet. Then I model how to go back to the writing center, erase the board so that the next person can use it. So I'm really trying to teach them how this works. I always start with an easier task, such as like matching or hunting for shapes, just to help them understand the process. Then once they've got the process down, we can move to more in-depth skills that may um, be be more suited to what you're working on at that moment. So let's talk about skills for a minute. There are three types of recording sheets that I have broken up into skills. So first is search the room. Then there's also trace the room and write the room. So in search the room, they are just looking for the items and making that match and marking it off on their recording sheet. So we can do this with letters, both uppercase and lowercase. We can do it with numerals. We've got zero to 10 and then a set for 11 to 20. We can do just simple picture matching, which is a great one for more the beginning of the year, or just to teach about the process of how we hunt the room. And then shapes as well, search the room for shapes. So they're basically just going around finding the items and matching it on their paper. So I really like this for letters because we work on matching letter to letter. And so this gives them that opportunity to do that in a fun and engaging way. Okay, let's move to trace the room. It is exactly what it sounds like where children go around the room and they look for matching items on the clipboard, but they trace it instead. So skills are working on here, letters, both upper and lowercase, numerals, there's a set for zero to 10, set for 11 to 20, and then also shapes. And included on there is rectangle, circle, oval, square, triangle, and rhombus. So they're really working on just tracing. So this is a great next step before actually writing them by themselves. And then when it comes to writing them by themselves, there's a write the room section. So they're going around the room looking for a certain picture or numeral or letter, whatever it may be. And then they are actually writing that letter numeral shape on their recording sheet. So we're working on letters, both uppercase and lowercase, numerals, shapes, counting, subitizing, and letter sounds. So we're able to fit more in there 
based on the skill that we're trying to focus on because they are actually just writing the actual numeral shape or letter. So those are the different types of write the room that encompass, or excuse me, the type of hunt the room activities that encompass this whole resource. Because I really, really, the focus was making it accessible to all different levels of children in our classroom. So I have a couple of tips for you if you plan on using a hunt the room style activity. And one is that you can use more than one recording sheet for the same skill. So let's say you are working on hunting the room for shapes, you can put out two recording sheets for that so two children can do it at one time. You can also use more than one skill in the room. And we do this quite often. And I feel like it lends itself well to differentiation because I am able to meet two different levels of students by having two hunt the room activities up at one time. So maybe I have some friends that are ready for tracing, but some that are still back on matching, I can combine those activities by putting two out at the same time. Also, I can encourage children to work in groups or pairs. I have loved watching how my children naturally work together to complete the hunts. I also love that if one student isn't sure about an item, that other student is there and maybe could be of help or to teach them as well. So that's been amazing to watch. I also use this activity as an observation to see what skills students know. So as they're going around, I can kind of peek over their shoulder. What are they understanding and what are they still needing work on? So I get to observe that without them even really realizing it. Also, I want to encourage you to teach children every step that goes into this activity including placing lids on the dry erase markers, if you're using them, how to erase them, where to store all of it, because that will make this an independent activity that you don't even have to put your hands on after you've done the prep work. And then some other fun ideas, maybe try taking Hunt outside. That would be so fun. Or in other rooms of your school or throughout your school, just to really kind of change up the atmosphere. Changing the Hunt activities is really great when you start to notice a student interest decreasing. So you've got a specific hunt up and you've noticed no one's picking up that clipboard for a while. It's probably time to change it out. Now I will say the biggest challenge that I have found with Hunt the Room is actually me finding the items that I put around the room to take them down and put them away. I know it sounds silly, But my teacher across the hall said the same thing. I can't find the number seven. I don't know where I put it and I can't find it. And eventually it always turns up. But it's so funny to us that like we hid them, but yet we still can't find them when we go to pick them up. So keep that in mind as well, because we like to sometimes get tricky with where we place them, which is great. But then um, it even tricks us. So that has been the hardest thing about Haunt the Room, which if that's the hardest thing, then it's a pretty great activity. If you are looking for something that would get your preschoolers up and moving, Hunt the Room really has got it going for you. So I have a resource with all those different types of hunts we discussed, and it's done and ready for you just to print and use. So you can learn more about it over on the show notes. 
head on over to www.lovelycommotion.com slash episode 28. So I'm wishing you the best rest of the week ever, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely.